0: This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 632 How to Game the System for Higher Speaking Scores. Okay, you can't game the system, but you can listen to our sample speaking part three answers today for more interesting ways to talk about games and competition. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. <laughs> oh, that is a really good question. Nothing
1: actually comes to mind other than tennis. Tennis is the last there game I played. I mean, I think we could throw sports into that because I'm actually in a tennis league this this fall. So last Thursday, I got a chance to play two matches and I was psyched about it. I was happy with the way I played.
0: <laughs> oh, good. <coughs> <Yep. laughs> I like choked. I was so excited. Do you um, like, are you feeling that you're improving? Like, is it feeling more natural again? To you, tennis? Yeah, I mean, the key was that I had my racket
1: restrung and it hadn't been restrung in about like seven years, which is really bad. Basically, the ball's gonna die on your racket if you don't restring (gasps) it in seven years. And so I'd been playing with like a poorly strung racket. And, um, you know, you just the kind of game you just got to get back into the swing of it, just like any game, any board game, any card game, you can forget easily the the mechanics of it and kind of the strategy behind it if you don't play it regularly. So I'm back at it now.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you you used a perfect idiom i think it was an accidental pun you said get back into the swing of it <laughs> Did I say that? (laughs) Great, you did. (laughs) So, guys, that's an awesome idiom. If you're on the speaking exam and you're talking about um, getting back, returning to a habit, Mm -hmm. and getting better at it, right? So, like, you're describing a a habit or an action that you used to uh, do well, and now you're starting it again, and it's tough at first, but you're getting back into the swing of it. Like you're you're feeling natural with it again. I I love it.
1: If I, I would say, you know, if you guys realize that you make a pun. I didn't even realize I'd made a pun. I didn't think about it. But um, if you do realize you you make a pun, you know, why not say something like no pun intended and kind of chuckle a little bit to the examiner? It's a little bit of a cliche, but I feel like it would be quite natural if you said that because it's so spontaneous.
0: That would be amazing for your vocabulary score, you yeah. guys. And uh, yeah, maybe, you know, it's probably kind of cheesy for native speakers. Yeah. Um, because that's something we say all the Time, but it because it's, it's it's cliche, it's an idiom yeah. now. But it is not for students. I mean, students, have you ever even said that? Probably not. <laughs> Do you even that's know huge. what a pun
1: is? And, 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 and like, the bit, to recognize that you've made a pun, right? Wouldn't that signal to the examiner that you're at a totally different level? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's the key right there. Yeah.
0: This really shows such a high level of linguistic understanding and expression um, and flexibility that is huge. So a pun, guys, is when you have. Have one word with two different meanings, right and you're like connecting these two ideas. So Lindsay's talking about tennis and then she says the idiom get back into the swing of things. Now that idiom is not about tennis mm-hmm, but yeah. <laughs> swing is a t- you have to have a tennis swing. that's when you like move the racket. So it's this double meaning of the word that is a pun. That's hard to explain. I that makes <laughs> sense though because yeah. of of the example so that works. Mm.
1: Yeah, I love that. So that's kind of a side point from today's episode. But you know, when you do make that pun, hey, point it out, take advantage of that moment to increase your score immediately by showing the examiner that you are, you're cognizant of the fact that you've just made a pun. I mean, that is wow. Wow. Yes, exactly. (laughs)
0: Just to pause and be like, no pun intended, but I'm just getting back into the swing of things. That would be great. (laughs) Um, Okay, guys. So we are talking about games on today's episode. We have some samples, speaking part three questions about games. Mm -hmm. So, guys, this game's playing. This comes up a lot on the speaking exam in any part. So, if in part two you're asked about a game you played as a child, Mm -hmm. then today's speaking part three questions could be what follows, right? Because – the topic of part three questions, you guys, connected to part two, always.
1: Okay, awesome. So should we just go for it here and yeah, um, maybe i will start with the first one? How does that sound? And then we can okay. switch off. Yeah?
0: Perfect. Okay. Okay. So, Lindsay, are the types of games children play today different than the past? Oh my gosh. To me, the answer here
1: is really obvious. They're completely different. You know, I remember when I was growing up in New Hampshire, I grew up in kind of a suburban rural area. And, you know, we, was, we used to run around the neighborhood with the other kids and we used to play games like Kick the Can, for example. <laughs> I think that's a real game of the 80s. I kind of doubt yeah. kids play that anymore, but we used to love playing Kick the Can. And we would get so much running and so much physical activity in. And that's the key difference between now and between then and now, I, I presume, I imagine. I don't have any children now, so I'm, I don't know. But my guess is that a lot of kids nowadays are spending much more time playing games on the screens, right? iPads, iPhones, apps, games, whatever it is, a lot of times I think, and I think it's that's really missing. The outdoor time, the physical activity is, and the imagining to play with the physical body is probably Hmm. missing from what kids are doing in terms of games these days. And I find it kind of sad to be honest. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Um <laughs> high five for that. That was amazing. I love kick the can. Yeah. I remember cool. like going to summer camp um growing up and we would play like two games, these like classic camp game games, yeah. Kick the Can and yeah. Capture the Flag. Yeah, yeah And yeah. I love them both. Mm-hmm. Um so guys, mm-hmm. listen to how uh specific Lindsay Gottner answer and also the intonation at the beginning, right? Yeah. Like I've been talking a lot with my personal coach students about the the Importance of giving space to Mm. your words, so you Mm. have room to be expressive. So don't just Mm. rush through it and be like, it's really obvious, it's different, right? No, like give it space, be like, it's really obvious. So definitely listen to our sample answers today a couple times and note how we stress certain words. I also really liked how you said, I presume. Mm -hmm. That's a really nice synonym. Mm -hmm. Um, We often use it just the same way as assume, right? To like Mm -hmm. sort of guess, this is true.
1: Yeah, yeah, very similar. Very similar. And the other piece that worked here, I think, in my answer was bringing in my personal story. And it's pretty easy yeah. to do that in this kind of question. But I totally. think that speaks to what you just said, Jessica. A really good point of giving yourself the space to let even yeah. your stories come up. Like if I hadn't, yeah. if I had been a bit more nervous, maybe more robotic in this, I would have even forgotten that I could bring up my own personal stories. But instead, I gave it a little time. I took a deep breath, and I thought. I remember growing up in New Hampshire. I grew up in a rural suburban area. We used to run around the neighborhood and there the intonation came in because I went straight back to being seven years old and being outdoors, you know? So that's huge. No,
0: I love that. I think that's the biggest message today, guys. We're going to do a couple more sample answers, but um, this is, I think, the most important message today, guys, is this space. So it's important for expressiveness, Stress emphasis, like we yeah. said, but also for ideas. Yeah. Native speakers don't speak super quickly and rush through difficult answers because mm-hmm. you can't or else you're not going to give a good response. Mm-hmm. It is totally fine to pause and take a breath to gather your thoughts so you have something good to say, like a childhood story. So that's going to do a lot more for your fluency score and your pronunciation score. So guys, give yourself space. <laughs> Okay, awesome. So let's give
1: our listeners another example here. Are you ready, Jessica? To, awesome. To give us your yes. answer? Okay, so, so here's the question. So what can children learn by participating in competitive games?
0: Oh gosh, I actually have a pretty strong opinion about this because these days, the kids are handled, let's see, children are handled with kid gloves as the saying goes. <laughs> um, people are so worried about kids feeling bad that we forget how much you can learn by feeling bad and failing. Mm. I think it's, Really important for kids to participate in a variety of competitions. I think, of course, like team sports are a sort of a natural way to get into this. Um, and today they don't even keep score until kids turn like 10. And I think it's terrible because you know what? The kids do keep score. All right. Everybody knows the score. They can <laughs> count by the time they're four, three, whatever. So they know the score. And trying to pretend like there's not a winner does not mean there isn't a winner. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to acknowledge that there are winners and losers. And this is what children learn is they, they learn how to win graciously, but they can also learn how to fail graciously because life isn't a series of wins. We have to fail a lot throughout um, our whole adolescence and adult life before we discover success and Dealing with that in a way that is positive and uh, to use it as a learning experience and instead of like throwing down and getting it like throwing a temper tantrum, that's a lesson we need to learn in childhood.
1: I love that. I love that. I really (laughs) liked how um, you you sounded very adamant about it. You sounded very um, kind of concerned about the way that children are being introduced to games and competitive play. And that came across (laughs) in your answer in your intonation, pronunciation and vocabulary and just kind of the message, the way it was the way it came across.
0: Yes. So, guys, I will put notes with the vocabulary that Lindsay and I are producing today in these spontaneous answers. Come back to the blog, IELTS.AllEarSEnglish.com. This is episode six three two. And definitely take a look because the idea of competition and games and play, like I said, guys, this happens all over the speaking exam and the writing exam. <laughs> okay. I love it. So, I-
1: I also liked kid gloves, but yeah, that was a good <laughs> vocab phrase. But let's keep going. Let's keep going so we can get through this. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so giggly today. Okay. <laughs> um, Lindsay, should adults try to include more games in their lives? I actually think they should, specifically me, I should include
1: more games. I'm not a big uh, (laughs) cards player. I'm not a big games player. But you know, every time I do end up at a party where someone says, let's play a game. At first, I roll my eyes. And I'm kind of like, oh, my God, why don't we just have nice conversation? Let's like engage on a (laughs) conversational level. That's what I would rather do. But whenever we do play a game, I usually end up having a blast. Um, And it's always a good way to kind of build a sense of cohesion among the a group, too. It brings you together in a way that conversation might kind of pull people apart, actually. Mm. Um, games can really bring people together. I remember just a few weekends ago, I was at a bachelorette party last Friday up in New Hampshire. We actually played this game that I personally find it kind of crude. It's called Cards Against Humanity. It's actually <laughs> super crude. And when someone brought it out, I again rolled my eyes and I was like, "Oh, are you kidding me? We're going to play this game. Um, but by the end, I just had a good time. You kind of have to take it with a grain of salt, kind of the the what's being said and just have a good time with it because that's the context. But I did feel closer to my friends at the end of the game because we just had a lot of laughs together. You know, it was a Friday night drinking a glass, a bottle of wine and playing a fun game. So I definitely think that, you know, adults should implement more games in their lives. Why not? (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome!
0: I love that game. Yeah. While you were talking, like before, you said Cards Against Humanity. That's totally what popped in my mind because I think that's the last time I played a game at a party. It was Cards Against Humanity, yep. and def- adult warn maturity warning, guys. Like mm. you have to be an adult to oh, play yeah. this game. <laughs> um, but I loved it. Like it, it is crude it's for really sure. Crude. Yeah but that's why it's so fun because these are things you can't talk about in normal conversation and it gives you permission to like go nuts. Oh, for sure. For sure. No, (laughs) like that was that I had played it a few times
1: before and every time that's the outcome. You end up having a good time. But for some reason, I think adults can be a little bit defensive about games for whatever. Some adults, not everyone, but some adults.
0: Yeah, because adults have forgotten how how awesome it is to be a kid. And like we need (laughs) we need to like experience life as a child does, I think more often. I think that's like, that's the gist for me about why we need to play games is we just need to play. Like you just need to like play in your life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. important. Okay. Let's do one more
1: okay so Jessica why is playing board games a fun family activity
0: <laughs> well I think you know like I grew up playing board games with my family and lots of cards actually we played pinochle a lot after dinner um and I've I I'm a sucker for games I have shelves and shelves of games at my house every time James and I go to Goodwill I get a new board game because it's just I love games they're so fun and you know what You don't always have to, like, have sort of structured learning activities or, like, to the other extreme, just screen time and using the TV as a babysitter. Like, I think games are the perfect sort of intermediary activity for that. You can bond with each other by spending time around the dining room table or around whatever table and participating in some... Honestly, ridiculous task. And you're just having fun. You're just enjoying the present moments with your loved ones. And there, it makes it so easy to enjoy time with each other by having this. It's just an excuse. Like a board game is a really good excuse to bond with your family. So I love board games. I've always loved even Monopoly. And nobody I know likes it except James. So he and I play it. But yeah, I think everybody should be playing games with their loved ones.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Very nice. (laughs) I like it. I like how you brought in the story of when you were a kid. You know, I pictured after dinner playing that card game. Um, So the more vivid the answer is, the better. You know, go back to your own experience,
0: guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do, I mean, you guys in part three, speaking part three, you do have to remember to connect it to something, right? To Mm. connect it back to the question in a larger sense. Mm. But as long as you do that, you can use as many personal examples as you want. Yeah, you mean kind of in a societal sense? Is that what you mean? Like connected back (laughs) to the question? Yeah, because the question isn't about you, right? So you do have to make more like broader Mm. statements Mm. on society or culture or the Mm -hmm. topic of the question, but the way you support it can be with personal examples.
1: Yeah, I love that. That makes sense too, because it's progressing into a more difficult way to answer the question. But guys, keep that in mind about speaking part three. That's a really important thing not to forget. Love it. Yes.
0: For sure. And guys, if you want a more systematic way to passing the IELTS in Three Keys, we tell you exactly what the examiner wants all over the speaking test and the writing test to get you that seven or higher. So get into the course. Go to earsenglish.com forward slash basic, earsenglish.com forward slash coach. That's how you can get the Skype sessions with me, guys. And remember, only for you, podcast listeners, you also get the bonus how to wake up the examiner.
1: Yeah, so good. That bonus is so cool. I mean, no one else gets it, right? If they come in from any other direction, guys, you don't get it. So you need to go to those specific links to get that bonus. It's a video lesson and a guide to go along with it with exercises. So very cool. Really good, guys. This is a really good lesson. (laughs) So guys, we'll see you in Three Keys Isles and the private Facebook group. Again, that is where you can can join the Facebook group as soon as you join the course, right? You just request access, you get in there, you introduce yourself. This week, we've been getting a bunch of New students, introducing themselves, talking about their target score. And then at that point, you are supported in your IELTS journey.
0: Yes, I love it. All right, Lindsay. Well, enjoy the rest of your week and weekend. And I hope you play some games. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Me too. Me
1: too.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. Take
1: care. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.